What's up, nerds? Welcome back to everyone and their mom from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, now with 100% more marshmallows. Yay! Woo! This week, we're here with someone who I think would run an extremely efficient vitamin pyramid scheme. It's Dulce Sloan. What's up, Dulce? Hello, friend. Well, Dulce, exciting. Did you know that there's a hot new way to jump to wild conclusions based on little to no evidence? It's called Spotify stalking. Mm. Have you heard of this? I don't have Spotify, so I don't know how you can look at someone's Spotify if you don't have their electronical devices. I'll tell you about it, okay? So... It was an article in the Wall Street Journal, and they were talking about when you use Spotify to do some light spying, right? Because what people are listening to can tell you a lot about them. Like, if you listen to Adele, you're probably an empath who takes karaoke very seriously. Or if you listen to a lot of Bruce Springsteen, chances are high you're a union man with a complicated relationship with your father. Or you're former President Barack Obama. So you're using what people are listening to to try to figure out how they are doing. Yeah, yeah, what they're up to, you know, and... You know, and people are discovering that it's super useful for keeping tabs on people of interest, like a crush or an enemy. So, I mean, Spotify must be the most efficient way to spiral out about your ex, right? Like, why are they playing a playlist called Smoosh? Is that his sex playlist? Is that his bug-killing playlist? Why does it have both the radio edit and the movie version of I'll Never Love Again from the 2018 movie A Star Is Born, right? I want answers, Spotify. I'm too busy for this. <laughs> also, playing music doesn't tell you how a person is doing because sometimes people play music opposite to their mood. Mm-hmm. So say I'm in a not a great mood, I might be playing really jovial, upbeat, fun music yeah. to get me out of this headspace. This seems like some new school type of spying because you've got nothing. This is It's very much just seems like a... Look it up what a crush likes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's wild conclusions of no no data, right? It's like looking through someone's medicine cabinet on a first date. Right. So like, hey, I like this guy. Let me see what kind of music he likes, what he listens to on a regular basis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It seems like a more way to like start a relationship than a way to keep tabs after you've ended a relationship. Counterpoint. Definitely not speaking from personal experience, but what if your ex is playing a song that uh, you used to listen to a lot together, and he's been playing it a lot these days? You know, either misses me, the song is good, or he's listening to the song with somebody else. Oh, gracious. That's the crux of the moment, because I am not as mature as you, Dulce, and those questions can really drive a woman crazy. Girl, he's an ex. Also, who broke up with who? Because if he broke up with me... I'm not trying to keep tabs on this man. It's if he broke up with me and I still like him, mm-hmm. I'm probably I could probably keep tabs. If I broke up with him, I'm blocking his ass. That is a far healthier mentality than than I. I applaud you. Um, we were talking about playlists. So, I mean, do you have any songs on your playlist that you are a little bit embarrassing? I've got, you know, I could be listening to a lot of gospel music, or I could be listening to Jeezy. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe once in a while I want to listen to a song from, like, a Wicked soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Or I want to play a little Hall of Notes. I'm not finna be embarrassed about what I put on my playlist. You the one that came looking for me. 
Yes. Okay, I, I know what you're saying, but in like for me, there's only so many times I can listen to Sutton Foster's rendition of Astonishing from the Little Woman soundtrack before I start getting a little self-conscious. Why? I because I'm an insecure person. I don't know. I guess I have growing up to do. Girl, forget them people. It ain't got nothing to do with you. That's what you like. That's what your That's music. True. Also, shut that feature down. It, fair enough. Girl, nobody got time for that. Mm-mm. Okay, well, okay. How about generally, right? You meet someone new, okay? You, you're talking. Mm-hmm. What is, do you have any, like, red flags right away? Um, how they hold a fork. Oh, say more, please. Anyone that, like, holds a fork, like, with the, like, the, like, the fist? Yeah. Shoveling the food into the mouth? Mm-hmm. Bro, I mean, I'm just like, my lady parts just slammed shut. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Yeah. Somebody didn't care about you. Either. It's it's always the real little things that they do. Like, um, a man holding a lunchbox is an instant turnoff. I know a man's got to eat. I get it. But if it's in a lunchbox, a separate bag, I, I'm just like, hello, hello, little boy. How can I help you? Do you need your mother? Are we talking about a man who's doing construction mm. and he needs somewhere to hold his sandwich? Or are we talking about a box that has Phineas and Ferb on the front? Interesting. Thank you for asking that. I say anything. Like, even if it's a simple, like, square container lunchbox, I don't know what's, what's wrong with me, but I see a man holding a separate food container with a handle that's I know is a lunchbox, and I'm just like, that is a little boy. That is not a man, you know? Maybe lunch just isn't sexy. Clearly, we had to talk to a professional about all of this. So we called up our old friend, Pooja Patel. Okay, well, just to start off, would you introduce yourself to us? I'm Pooja Patel, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Pitchfork. You guys get literal pitchforks, right? Yeah, every single person gets one as soon as they're onboarded to the staff. (laughs) Okay, just to start off, Pooja, as the president of music... You need to hear your take. Can you really tell what's going on with people based on what they're currently listening to? You can tell what's going on with me based on what I'm listening to at the very least. Yeah. What have you been listening to today? <sighs> today, I, I, I really do not <laughs> want to say what I've been listening to. Oh, now you have to say um, it. Something that I have been listening to for work uh, emphasis on four words. <laughs> Sounds like a disclaimer. Yeah. Is the Monaskin album Rush, mm-hmm. uh, the Italian pop rock band that won Eurovision and then became a viral success in the United States. Mm-hmm. You sound and look ashamed. <laughs> Is it because you don't want to be caught listening to them? Well, I'm doing it for research, you know. As part of my job, I have to listen to all kinds of music, including things that I'm not a sure, huge sure. fan of. Yeah. But are you ever afraid of, like, people seeing, like, we're talking about Spotify stalking this mm-hmm, week. Like, mm-hmm. someone seeing you listen to this on Spotify and not knowing it's for work. Being like, oh, Pooja's listening to Monoskin. That's weird. <laughs> no, actually. I, I challenge people, I challenge people to to spy on my listening and then take me to task or ask a question about it. Ooh. So you you welcome Spotify stalking. I have no understanding of the actual like reaches of Spotify stalking, to be honest. It was I know what it is. It is something that doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. <laughs> like you don't want to do it? I don't want to do it. 
I, I feel like it is so... M- music is like a sacred thing. You know the things that you do in the privacy of your home, your like weird habits? Yeah, the cutting your toenails over the sink. Yeah. I don't do that, but I'll, I'll give it to you, right? You deserve, oh. you deserve well. to do that <laughs> in peace. <laughs> but... But yeah, all of these private secret things um, that people like like me might be judgy about, like you deserve them. You deserve to have them privately and secretly and without explanation. So I'm fascinated by the idea of Spotify stalking and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. fascinated by the idea of being that judgmental that you would want to, you know, <laughs> sift through someone's playlisting and... <laughs> And comment on uh-huh. on their well being or their life state, but it is something that I just don't do. But do you have? Is there like any like song or artist that you take a hard stance on? Like if they listen to this one artist, you're like, oh, you're probably not a person I like. Or is it just? Are you more open to everything? I think if you're someone who takes you know Lincoln Park and Creed seriously artistically (laughs) I don't know if we're gonna be able to connect on an intimate level um yeah respect to you and your choices but I don't know if if you and I are gonna become you know intimate soulmate (laughs) friends (laughs) so true you are surrounded with people with a great taste in music Mm -hmm. right it's kind of what you guys do for your livings do you know anyone with bad taste in music so many people, so many people I love and adore have bad taste in music, and some of them know that I feel that way, and some of them don't. You like people know that you're the editor in chief of Pitchfork, mm-hmm. right? Like, can you tell when people are playing music trying to impress you with their taste? A hundred percent. It happens all the time. Um, <laughs> it often happens with with men playing, like you know tropical music from brazil deep cuts and being like you know, have you heard of this b-side yeah. oh uh, and oh, often it's physical dude <laughs> have you had this experience yeah, sorry i felt that in my um, bones yeah yeah, yeah. keep or, going <laughs> or you know talking about the lineage of some guitarist or something and like have you heard this deep cut and mm-hmm. i hate when i i feel like i'm in a classroom of people who want my job um counterpoint to the Spotify stalking thing, if it can go back, is that for some people, Spotify stalking is not so much to, you know, judge people. It's more of like an unhealthy coping mechanism of seeing where you're like your crushes or your ex is listening mm-hmm, to and a, mm-hmm. and a thing like that. Any mm-hmm. any thoughts on that technique? I saw this dating, I saw this article in a women's publication about how to it was one of those classic um, classic throwback articles about, like, how to snag your crush or something, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, how, how to find out what they really want or, like, what they really need. And one of them was, like, figure out what music they listen to and understand why it makes them feel the way that it makes them feel. And you know what? As much as I would like to say that sounds silly, um, I was mm-hmm. I was that person in college. You know, I was someone who who your musical identity kind of informed who you were in the world. And I remember actually one of my first dates in college when I was seventeen. 
was this guy taking me to the archival library at school to watch a tape version of a Tom Waits performance that like doesn't exist on YouTube. That is a deep cut. I know. And I was just like, this must be love. You know, this, this is it. Um, and then Tom Waits mm-hmm. became one of my favorite artists of all time. So as, as much as I think it is silly, I also really understand with understanding someone's music as a way of understanding who they are, for sure. All right, we can talk about Spotify stalking all we want, but what if we actually got to experience it? Welcome, everyone, to my brain. Oh my gosh, the new Caroline Polachek album just dropped. She's so hot. Okay, let's open Spotify. Wait, it is online. Wait, he's listening to Celine Dion? Celine Dion? Celine Dion. Is he playing it as, like, a joke? I wonder how tall she is. Did we ever watch Titanic together? God, that's a bad movie. The ship will never sink. Leonardo da Vinci. Wait, is he watching Titanic with somebody else? A girl? girl? Or a guy? No, wait, he's straight. I would know. Oh, God. I'm hungry. Alright, guess we're going to his profile. 30 public playlists. He hasn't deleted the one he made for me. Interesting. Oh, shut up. Wait, he can see me too. Play something cool. Hot girl music, hot girl music. Play the Camp Rock soundtrack. Camp Rock? The Disney Channel original movie? Yes. No, no. Play something cool. Send a message. No, why would I play Camp Rock? Uh, um, Charlie XCX. Or, um, what's cool? No, why did I click that? Oh, this is so lame. He thinks I'm so lame. Joe, Joe, Joe. Well, might Joe. as well listen. Now, this is good music. Here's the sneakiest part of the podcast the credits. This show was brought to you by Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. This episode was produced by Haley Fager and Oha Lopez, with help from Lillian King and everyone who ate dinner on Valentine's Day over the sink. We love you, my lonely queens. Our supervising producer is Kelly Wessinger, and our Michael Sarah from Another Dimension is Mike Danforth. Once again, Lorna White, you're the best. Thanks for doing our sound. Thank you to the editor-in-chief of Pitchfork, Pooja Patel, for giving us all permission to listen to the Marley and Me soundtrack all we want. Didn't know that about you. You can find her on a different podcast. What? Those exist? The Pitchfork Review. Thank you to my co-host, Wait Wait panelist, Daily Show correspondent, and my own personal Waluigi, Dulce Sloan. You don't have to do this. Catch her traveling the country for comedy. Her tour dates are at dulcesloan.com. I'm Emma Choi, and you can find me at Wait Wait NPR and creating an indie musician alter ego with Bi Vibes, so Obama will finally put me on his favorite music list. Come on, Barack, let's do this. This is NPR. <laughs>